Hi, my name's Frank Powers. What I remember most about Tim Dalton in high school was he was in love with Rena Fernandez. Oh, you broke his heart. All right, everybody, welcome back to Ponder This. I'm your host, Tim Dalton. Very, very, very excited with today's in-studio guest here at Staples Studio in Fresh Pond, Cambridge. He's a buddy of mine that uh, I was very close with in high school. We were part of a group called the Fearsome Fivesome. And uh, he was the first person to sign my yearbook. And before I introduce him, I just want to take him back to uh, May of 1990. And this is what he wrote. Hey, Tim. Thanks for putting me in the speech. And uh, the speech he's referring to is the graduation speech I gave because I was class president. I, uh, I happen to mention Frank in that speech. It was a thrill of a lifetime. I'm honored to be the first kid to sign this. You still have one more job to do. And then he says, in parentheses, turn to page three. And when you turn to page three, he says, I hope you find a girl you love and you F-U-C-K her. Frank Powers, everybody. Welcome to the program, Frank. I bet you don't remember that. Not at all. Yeah, Not at all. I, no. I didn't remember it either, but I did, uh, I did go back to the yearbook, and I have referenced it remember i was 18 yeah and you didn't actually write f-u-c-k you wrote f and then space 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 her oh wow so (laughs) i just wanted to let you know that i have met a couple women i've loved and uh we have consummated the relationship so hey thank you you. thank you frank for the inspiration (laughs) i was able to live out um you know i was able to live out the uh the, the the promise that you had in me as a friend of yours, uh, with uh, with some ladies, so oh, that's you pretty, did it. That's, you that, did it. I did it. I did it more than once, Frank. But it took. Uh, <laughs> it honestly took till I was like twenty two. I was. Uh, yeah, I was a late bloomer too. I was a virgin for a long time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> through high school and college, so I had that going for me. Wow. But again, I I want to tell you truthfully, um, you're someone that I've been uh, really excited about connecting or reconnecting with. Because we were such good friends back in high school. And uh, I know you've gone through some things in your life, and I, I want you to talk about it. And, uh, you, you know, that's, that's sort of what the purpose of this podcast is, is to, to have our classmates, you know, get together and, and discuss what their life has been like for the last 30 years. And I, I, I you know, don't hesitate to say, but yours has been a little bit of a roller coaster. Is that, is that fair? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a real roller coaster. So, so take me, uh, take me back to leaving high school and, and sort of what, you know, where things went for Frank uh, after leaving Arlington High. Um, well, when I left high school, I went to UMass Amherst. Yep. Um, it was a really big school. It was, uh, there were a lot of great people there um, that I knew from high school. Yep. It was, it was nice. Uh, a lot of good friends that I still, I'm still friendly with that I went to uh, UMass with. And then um, I was there for a year and... Uh, that's when I, uh, for me, like I ended up, I ended up having a problem uh, with drinking, drinking, and, and well, that was a that was the result of my problems. Was I drank too much? I used to drink a lot, and uh, and 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 I don't mean to cut you off, but w- correct me if I'm wrong. But like, 
I didn't ever see you drink in high school. Like it, it, it when when I I joked with a couple other people that we've had interviews with, but but you, me, Derek, uh, Carl, and Oni, like we were the you know we'd go to the parties and stuff and be social, but we it, no, I know, I know, and I, so so it's it started at UMass. Uh, it, yeah, it was. It, I I was warned about drinking. My, my father, I don't remember it, but he got sober when I was really young, and my sisters all remember it, and uh. I was warned about it, yes, but I, I was um, I was a pretty high stress guy. Like I don't know if you remember, I, I did very well in school, and I, I was a uh, kind of a perfectionist. I uh, just when it came to school, obviously I didn't like look perfect or anything like that. But I was uh, I, I pushed myself a lot, and uh, one of the things I was disappointed. Uh, I, I remember going to college. I was uh, I, I was dis- disappointed. I ended up at UMass. Like I wanted to go to BC. I wanted to go to. It's almost like a, a spoiled brat problem. Okay. And, uh, but I, you know, I pushed myself, and, and I remember at UMass, I, I got, I got two four O's. Like it was just insane. Like the way, it's just how I was, and and it's all I knew how to do. I pushed myself. It's not like, you know, I did have strict parents, but they were, you know, they were great. But you know, like my sisters will make it make fun of me today, and and people that know me, they're like, you know, you know, I would have jumped off a bridge if I got a C. And it was my own inner drive, and it was just it. It ended up being. Uh, my downfall, it, but okay. uh, so I was thinking. It, I was I was thinking about my first drink, and uh, it was like, and, and I could have told you, like it was like, oh my god, it was like heaven for me, heaven, heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, it, Once and, it hits your lips, yeah. But you had you had mentioned um, you had mentioned Tim Driscoll, and I didn't even. He happened to be visiting uh, UMass Amherst, and uh, I remember I was with I was with Tim, I was with Jeff Sullivan, Mike Callahan. Um, Want to leave. Lisa French happened to be there at the time. Okay, she was at UMass, and uh, this is just what I remember. I'd been drinking for a while, and uh, I couldn't feel my face. I'm like, this is the best thing in the world, and uh, they're all laughing because they're a bunch of lushes. And, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, they've been at it for a while, and I just couldn't believe how good this was. And uh, it, it was just it was awesome, you know. But you know, and and whatever, I had a good time with it. I had a good time with it for a while. And, and, uh, and, and still managed a 4-0 for two, two semesters. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I did really well. I remember, I'd, you know, uh, yeah, I, I did great. And, and I managed a 4 and then I, I, um, I actually transferred to Bentley. It was, um, it, uh, when I was at UMass, they were, um, they were like cutting programs or something. And my father was worried about it. And uh, so I transferred to Bentley. At the time, Bentley was like this tiny little school. Sure. And uh, so I did well there. And I, I just continued to drink. And, and, and then, uh, you know, uh, it became like the highlight of it. That was the most important thing to me. Early on, really fast, it became. Yeah, there was no way. Like, I never, ever just went to have a few drinks. Yep. Ever. Even it, it, if it I was, wasn't getting hammered. And, uh, it was, and it, it, was, was, it was, was drink to get drunk. and Yeah. And, and it's funny because Jeff Sullivan will, uh, who he does, he won't care if I say this, like, he drank just like me. It's, yeah. It's. But you know he's he's okay with it. He could not not handle it. But uh, but even then, so it would it would it would interfere with stuff. But life was life, and I was fine, and I thought it was fine. And you're gonna hear that word that word, and it's the human race. We all say it. I'm fine. Yep. You know, I'm fine. Yep. And uh, so as I uh, you know, life was life, and I remember when uh, I just kept living my and my life started go like I started behaving and doing things that it weren't. God awful, but just I, I w- wasn't brought up to do. Sure. Know? I was fighting with people. Uh, I was, uh, 
It was just, it wasn't me. And Th- yeah, things that were out of character. Yeah, for you. out of you character. Just, yeah, yeah. And, then, and, and you were like, who? And so you did recognize that. You were like, who is this guy? Yeah. Or who am I becoming? Or what's going on? Or like, wh- what was that like inside your own head? Um, I just thought it was, uh, you know, a phase. And, and, I, and, and then I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine and, uh, stopping, though. Like, I couldn't, like, I didn't think I needed to stop. Yep. And I didn't need, and, you know, and even at, at an early, I got in trouble early and, uh, my behavior was obnoxious. It was fuck. It just sucked. Some at times, at times, you know. Sometimes it doesn't. It was something that somebody said. You know, I didn't drink every time I got in in trouble, but every time I was in trouble, I was drunk. And uh, got it. It was bad. It, uh, it just sucked. So, but my father died. A lot of things. But I remember in December of nineteen. This is go. I'm sorry. I jump back. My no, fr- go my ahead. My freshman I'm- year in, in high school. In high school, December twenty seventh, nineteen ninety. My cousin died two days after Christmas, and uh I don't know. It was brutal. It was brutal, brutal. Like I had grown up, and, and this was—I would have drank the way I, I, I. You know, you never know. Right. You, you never know. And uh, but that 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 was the first tragedy. Imagine that, though. I made it to 18 years old before. So so don't get like that's awesome. I mean, if looking back, it was horrible. Right. But for me, it, it was. It wasn't like you started at 11 and were sneaking drinks and. No, but I but I made it to 18 before something. Like horrible yeah, happened in my in life. In your life, in with, my life, with that's, family tragedy. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a gold mine. Like that's you. I'm the you know that's lucky. And uh, so uh, that affected me. Maybe and it's funny. We look back and I have a I have a lot of insight into it now that I wouldn't get it. I did just don't want to get into it anyway. But I will if anybody asked me and we, if anybody needed a hand, I would go right down and and, and teach them how to get. Like I I found a way that. Uh, for me, for me, that you know, that, I'll get into that. That helps everyone. But um, so I got um, so I, I was drinking was my first priority. Getting relief, I yep. wanted relief from my own head, and uh, and I wouldn't tell a soul. Like I wouldn't tell a soul, like because I lived my life. I'd work. All I could think about was when I was going to drink next. Or go, or do, uh, I ended up taking a lot of pills and stuff. And, okay. And uh, so what and- happened? You know, I started to work, and then I'd lose jobs, and and then I'd you know. It, and I find out like I was I was more embarrassed more embarrassed about people finding out I lost the job. It was like like how the hell what's going on here? And sure. I, so who who is in your life at this point? Like, is there anyone that sees these signs? Is there anyone that's like, hey Frank, I think I think you need to slow down, or is it just we're young, you're eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and people are like, no, this is just what you do. You know what I mean? Like when you're in college, you get blackout drunk and. You know, Kinda. well, it was like, and I, I was graduating college, and, and you know, family members were a little worried. Sure, and, uh, I did like I'd be in relationships, and I would, you know, and uh, like one of the biggest things was that like the 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 final straw was you know give up drinking, and I would always choose drinking. Wow, but when you drink a lot, no, you, I'm saying wow, you, like it's yeah, when you drink and one time I'm gonna I remember I uh, the first time I went to I went to Alcoholics Anonymous and. Uh, you know, my father had been in it years ago. People had told me about it, and, and I, like, I just couldn't, like, I was a funk, not a functional, I was, a, somebody said, I, I used to say this to a guy that um, was trying to help me, and he was an alcoholic, this guy, you know, he's, like, I love him to death, he's one of my closest friends now, and he, uh, I I go, well, I go, I'm a functional alcoholic, and, uh, you know, it's almost like defending my right, and right. Go, it, at the time, I didn't think, he goes, no, you're a drunk with a job. And that's what it was. It, it affected, even though I was, I'm functional, wherever I did, I was either hungover, thinking about drinking, and it, it was just, it was the center of my life. And uh, 
when I first started to get sober, and a lot of people, when they see their family members and they saw people saw me, and, and it, when I first tried to get sober in, in 1997, I had stopped drinking and, and, you know, especially in relationships I was in. I was right. in a few long-term relationships where I'd stop and I, and I, and I lie. Like it, it would, I became one of the biggest liars in the, in the, like I can, not that I've ever met. I've met a lot of big liars. <laughs> and I, Everybody tells one every now and again, Frank, yeah, but, but no, but I, I think I, I think I know where you're going with that, that it's, you, you just, you know, again, not to put words in your mouth, but you're looking in the mirror and you're just like, all right, what am I doing here? Yeah. Like I just, uh, you know, you, you, you're trying to get through every day and it's just a, like, let's just take it a day at a time. But Hey, at some point I'm going to have a drink today and, yeah, and you know, I'll do whatever I have to, to get that. Yeah, anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. But I remember when the first, there was somebody, you know, I was in a relationship when I first, I, I ended up in uh, Alcoholics Anonymous in a, in a meeting, AA meeting. I didn't know that they were all over the place, but they were, this was 1997. And uh, so, and I don't know if you're familiar, but, in, and I tell this, 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 it was kind of, it seems funny, but it's just the beginning of how I lied. And uh, a person that cared about me most, I came home after that, after going to a meeting on the way home, I went to a liquor store. A lot of people like, okay, my loved one goes to AA, they're all set. Thank sure, goodness. Sure. And and it wasn't. And so they're, they're holding out hope for anything. Because yep. they're more worried about you than you. I'm in this sense, like, it's like, even cool. like, I, like, I remember my father would have heart pains and he's like 900 years old and he's not worried, but everyone else is. Because right. it's their body and they're like, no, it's me, I'm fine. And, and going back to what you said earlier, you're like, I'm fine. Yeah, I am fine. Right. And uh, I remember coming back and, uh, and, and. And she's sitting there, and she's just looking for like anything to hang on to, and uh, and I have booze on my breath, and um, I didn't even try to hide it, and and she she goes, what happened? Why? I go, listen, I go, they told me they don't want me to stop all at once, which is one of the biggest biggest bullshit. Right. That's Come a lo- that's a that's a loaded people that cra- are familiar. Yeah, so that's with a this. load of crap. Well, right. If I ever heard one, and and she and, believed it. Okay, she bought she, it. That's what I was going to ask. Because and, and people laugh at that, but it, she believed it because she was just hoping. Yep. Hoping beyond hope that maybe you know, I could you know stay sober. And but I, but did that crush you? I mean, the fact that she believed you, did you did you almost like sink inside and say, oh Jesus Christ, like I I you know? No, it was an avenue. It was an avenue. You looked at it as like an opportunity. You looked at it like oh I I, I will manage this. This, this, this I will is manage great. This. Right. So this I'll is great. She, she she's buying it. Yeah, yeah. I will manage this, and uh, and like she's not in my life now. But that that was one of the biggest, most important. That person guided me to to try to get sober, you right? Know, to try to get sober, and uh, so my life, you know, I I just I was, you know, I was drinking, I was working, losing jobs, yep, getting jobs, uh, and then it just got it got uh, really bad. Uh, I ended up drinking, drugging every day, for almost I don't know, close to ten years. Well, I was gonna say, I mean, I know 10 it's been, eleven it, years. It, it's been nine years now sober, correct? Yeah. Okay, yep. and and not to take you back, but you had said, and I caught it. That if we wanted to get into it, you would you would sort of tell people how to go down the path to uh, to getting help. But do you want to talk about that a little bit, like the coping mechanisms and the people that you, you know? How 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 did you finally break the the cycle? And I ended up. Uh, I remember, and this is what like, and this is something that I can't ever think like in a. Um, and it doesn't happen. Like I hit a goal. I was on like, for me, like. Um, I've heard. I know a lot of other people in similar situations as me, and uh, 
I was treated with a lot of kindness. A lot of this community that I've I've been in, the people that I've old friends, like we were talking about uh, that Rob Chalmers, I, I or, or Karen, you mentioned those two names earlier. You sure, and uh, I had met them and at my like, they didn't know I was at my worst, but. I was always treated kindly. I was not always. Don't get me wrong. I was tr- treated the way you treated, and that's fine. But right. There was a lot of. I was a lot of support, and, and uh, and a lot of times there'll be people like, and uh, well, what can I do? I got to do more, and I go just be kind, and 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 I, and I hate that little word. I'm not trying to be like that. No, hey, be kind, and then people would people were compassionate. You mentioned Karen Norton. She was very kind. Sure. Like I used to run into people around there, and. The last, in the, in the one of the funniest things, and it, this isn't funny, one of the last, uh, like, I ran into the mothers and parents of the people, like, Karen Furia's parents. I'd be hammered. Yep. You know, I'm mortified. Right. Derek Thompson's mother. Yep. Oh, my God. She right. was a saint to me. How many I, times did we go oh, over to DTs and watch Bruins and Celtics games in I, the 80s and up in his, you know, up in the yeah. upstairs? I'd yeah. be drunk walking around like a pathetic, just pathetic, and she was... All kindness. And uh, my last time I remember, before I blacked out the last day I drank, I was uh, I was back home. I was living at home. I, I walked up Edmund Street. I don't know if you know where that is. Yep. I think it's it's Edmund, right near where Chum. It's the rink. And, uh, yep. And for like the hundredth time, I ran into Renee Paradis' older sister, Michelle. And I, I had known the Paradis, Mrs. Sure. Paradis, Mr. Paradis, since I was a kid. And uh, she treated, I'd be loaded I could barely get up the hill. I don't know how many times she saw me in that condition. She treated me like gold every fucking time. And you can't believe like how, like at the time I didn't, I just wanted to get home and get through the day and hide. But looking back, that gave me like hope. That always stuff like that gave me hope. My family, my my, right. my poor sisters, my mother, and I uh, had to deal with me. And uh, it's watching somebody die. It's watching somebody die. And, yep. and that person that's dying isn't accepting help and is trying to pretend they're okay. Right. It was fucking brutal. And I, Frank, I, I got to give you, honestly, I mean, you know, I have to give you all the credit in the world. And and you say it's a small word, kindness, right? But it's it's really not. It's, it's a huge word. Um, like we live in a society where it's so much easier to dump on somebody than, than to pick them up. I mean, it's, it's let's fight instead of let's figure it out and work. You know what I mean? To, to make it better. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast was exactly the reason you're talking about is the fact that I felt, and I've always felt a close connection to, to the people we grew up with. I mean, you know, whether it's elementary school at bracket or, obviously, you know, junior high and then high school in the midst of like tragedy, uh, you know, and I just, so, you know, I I've talked to Karen Norton and Furia. I've talked to others who, who bumped India and said there were times I saw Frank and it was not, it was not pretty. I mean, he was wandering the streets of Arlington, like just loaded. Yeah. Like, like, like fucking hammered. I was returning cans to get anything. And, and they're like, what can we do to help? Like, that's just how they are. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and uh, you know, we were close friends. One of the fearsome fivesome was a guy by the name of Chris O'Neill, who unfortunately took his life, you know, five years ago now, working for the Massachusetts State Police. And I struggle every day with what could I have done? You know, same with you. Like, what, you know, if there's anything I can do ever, 
for anyone out there, yourself included. Oh, my God, I would do. You know, I, I'm assuming that the networking and the and the friendships and the bonds and the, the you know, the therapists or the counselors are just, I'm, I'm sure that they played an instrumental part in sort of flipping the switch and helping you get back on your feet. Well, what I'll do, like, I, I had my, uh, I got my third DUI, and uh, so they send you to jail after that, and it sucks. It just blows. And, uh, oh, my God. It just, it just, you know, it, it's the most boring, whatever, but it's, so um, I remember I, I uh, it just, it was a little shift. Like, a lot of people think, like, getting sober, like, and it, and it stops people from trying because they think, oh, my God, it's the hardest thing in the world. Not if you get help, and uh, and it. So I, I, I ended up in uh, Berica House of Corrections. I had to do six months for, um, um, yeah, for drinking and driving. Yeah. So and, what, uh, what was that like? It was where you know I, I, it was sucked. It sucked. You just going over. You know, you're like, how the fuck did, did I, I end up here? Me. I, yeah, and, yeah. and but that was part of my problem. Like the whole time I had a drinking problem. I was like, instead of dealing, I was trying to, and it's. I was trying to deal with it, but the whole time I always had this, like, how the fuck did I end up like right. this? Me, like the big me, 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 how? And right, I'm, the smart kid, the athletic kid. Yeah, the, drinking the, mouthwash, the, and it's like, how, how? And it's like, it doesn't matter, you're here. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that, you're here. And uh, but, uh, What happened to me, the, in, uh, so I was in um, jail. I was in, I was in Bill Ricker, and uh, they said if you wanted to, they had an AA meeting in, in jail, and uh, there was a guy that was running it, and he was um, he was a volunteer. And I tried to uh, a volunteer, and there's a bunch, if you can picture it, it's like seven or eight, nine inmates. I did it just to get out of my cell. I wasn't like some, I, I, like I don't want to paint it as like, I, yes, I was trying to get help. I was just like, oh, fuck. I'm bored. You know, I got to get out of here, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm getting out of my cell, and there's a bunch of us, and um and if you're not familiar with alcoholism, there's a lot of ego in it, like tons. Look at me. I, I know what I'm doing. And so we're all in jail, and it's going around the circle, and everybody's talking about what they're going to do and their plans. And all of us, we don't know what the fuck. We don't know how to do this. And it got to me, and I, I was coming around, and, I, and I, I go, I've been trying to do this for 14 years. And, and it was just, I, I was like so, f- I go, I don't know how the fuck to do this. And there was no answer. There was no like, yeah, I'm going to get out of jail and try to stop. And uh, right. nothing. I was just like. I'm fucked, and I, and I finally found out that's the answer I've been looking for my whole fucking life, you know, because it opened me up to help, to, to help. And this, so this guy's who's running it, he's only there. He lives in uh, Keene. He lived in Keene, New Hampshire. I yep. should give out his address. No, 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 yeah. He was only there. His, like, his thing, he was a recovered alcoholic, and his thing, his, his, how you heal from that is to serve others, and uh and it's just, and it's. I learned that later. It's nothing noble about it. It's it's just how the world works. And he used to tell me that. It's it's like I'm not trying to be good or bad. It's how the world works. You'll feel better. And uh, so I walk him back to my cell. And uh, this guy, and uh, he's in his sixties at the time. And um, he goes, he goes. Uh, do you want me to show you how to do this? And I'm in jail. And I'm. And again, people would be like. Sometimes you can get into an AA meeting and it's full of people going, I work so hard. I didn't. Right. It's not that. It's not about that work. It's about, it's about like what I did was allow help, allow yeah, you, myself you, to get you help. You opened up. Yeah, you opened up and, and you allowed somebody in and somebody that's. He's been there before. Just, so, and, and he goes, do you want me to show you how to do this? And, uh, and I go, yeah, like that. I didn't even want it. Right. Not, and then I see, he goes, uh, do you want to feel better? 
some reason, a lot of times I'd be at AA. Do you want to stay sober for a year? Do you want to find God? Do you want to do this? And he goes, do you want to feel better? That simple thing. And I'm like, that's it. Just a little goal right there. Because I never felt okay yep. without drugs or alcohol in me. And uh, since, you know, I could remember. Right. And, uh, and I said, yeah. And then over a period of six months, you know, he, I'd meet with him a few times. And he, he just taught me how to, he almost taught me how to be a grown-up. He said to me when he first met me, like, so I'm sitting in a chair just like this. Yep. And I'd been in thousands of meetings, not thousands, I'm exaggerating, but I'd been in detoxes meetings, and uh, and he's sitting across from me, and he goes, um, he goes, uh, he goes, so I'm, I got, whatever, six months left in jail, right. in my right. jumpsuit, right. he goes, yeah, an yeah. old guy, and I love old guys, they're my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe, and uh, he goes, so are you grateful? And I go, and I'd been in AA meetings where people are like, this is a gratitude meeting, and it was pretend for me. Right. It, it, Grateful for what? It was a, it was pretend. It, it's this big performance, and I go, "What? Are you fucking kidding me?" Like that, I'm yelling. I'm thinking, and he goes, "Listen, I don't care if you're grateful or not. You'll feel better." And he taught me about like gratitude, service, stuff like this that that society and us we put on. Um, we kind of put on. Whoa, he's this. It makes you feel better. It yeah. makes you feel better. And that's simplifying it. But No, I understand. It though. makes you feel better. You're, so, you're breaking it down to the... To so, so I'm sitting... Yeah, so I'm sitting there thanking him. Like anybody that helped me, I'd people please. I, that would help me. I'd tell them what I thought they wanted to hear. Because I was like, why would you help some idiot like me? What I found out like... And I thought that was humble, being humble. It wasn't. It right. was being more selfish. And uh, so we sat there and, and I'd be, I was in front of him and uh, thanking him, thanking Oh my God. He goes, listen... And, and, and this was, people had said this to, in some way or another before to me. He goes, I wouldn't be here if there wasn't something in it for me. And, and it wasn't like, he didn't, like, they, people would be like, had told me before, no, you're helping me. He goes, but he made it clear. Coming together with another human being cures everything. I love it. Imagine that. I've been in churches everywhere in the world. And, I, don't get, and he goes, it's the cure for everything. And he, he was just this direct voice. Sure. And, uh. And I was like, wow. And uh, so he started, like, to t- healing me. Th- like, he taught me. And so one of the things people had yourself or self-said, and we had mentioned this about something else, like, if somebody does something that makes them selfish, you're selfish. You're st- and people had told me that for years. Not in AA. Right, right. And, and, and I was, and they were right. And they, they weren't trying to hurt. They were, but I wasn't hearing it. What he, so what he told me, he goes, he goes, do you feel guilty? So I, I'm in jail, uh, Tim. I've had a, you know, grown up. Great parents, great. Right. I look at me. I'm Good. a fucking loser, and I I kind of let him know. I go, yeah, you feel good. so. I, I I give him a list of why I suck, and he goes, yeah. He goes, do you know what your only problem is? And I go, he goes, do you know why you feel guilty? And I go, because I suck. And I gave him a list. Right. And, and uh, he goes, no. He goes, he goes, because yourself, you can't stop thinking about yourself. That's just another avenue for you to think about you. I'm like, what? He goes, whether you're thinking yourself, you're great. Worse, worse than everyone, greater than everyone, blah, blah. I was, it was just, it's a little mechanism. It was Sure. Co- he, goes, he, he was telling you to get out of your own head and stop, like, f- focusing yeah. on yourself. Or and- grow up, too. But he go, but these things that we say to people, like, like I've said it, I don't know, I've said, like, grow up, you're selfish. Blah. He goes, it's not good or bad being selfish. It's fucking painful. That's what I had to see as an alcoholic. I wasn't being bad. I wasn't, I was living a life, my thinking and behaving was selfish and self-centered it wasn't good or bad. It was my coping mechanism. So from here on, 
it was just causing me pain. It wasn't, I'm so bad because I just kept being bad, you right. know. Right. And I wasn't bad, you know. No, I, I follow what you're saying. So I started you to get bad relief. In the sense of being bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so he taught me how to get step by step by step, how to stop suffering from. And, and, he, and he said to me what people had said to me. He goes, drinking is a symptom of, of the disease of alcoholism. It's not, it's what you do to cope with it. And, right. And, uh, and my way out was to learn about exactly what the disease of alcoholism is. I was just going to say to you, me, how okay. to treat it. All right, so what do you say to people who say, oh, it's not a disease? Like, you can, you know what I mean? What do you say to people who just say, oh, that's a, that's a crock. Like, you know, you should be able to start, stop. You know, it's a choice. It's this and that. How do you respond to the people who are like... Um, I, I used to, I, I years ago, I'd get angry. And yeah. Just, now I just don't even care. I go, and odds are it's not affecting you. Sure. Uh, and what I got to find, what I found out is... uh. It doesn't depend, like, even with all, there's, like, a lot going on in this world. And, right, and, uh, right. It's just, it's, it's for me, like, I, I learned, for me, the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, it taught me, it's like life 101. It's just how to not suffer in life, and if you don't suffer, you won't hurt other people, and you won't hurt yourself. It's like, it's like, wow. It's not, like, for me, whenever people, you're going to do the 12 steps, I do them like they, they were, like a badge. Right. And, and my, this guy was just like, dude, if you feel better... Dude, when you take care, take care of your everything else is fine. Whatever works for you, right? Like I'll see people that like when you that are hurtful. That say, like I don't care if they're racist, whatever they are. Right. There's something going on in them, so I don't take it that serious. For me, that's just me. Sure. And I wasn't there nine years ago. I was like the most sensitive human in the right. world. Right. You'd read something and be like, "This guy thinks this is he's the worst." A, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. So I always, you know, because one of the things is hurt people hurt people. So some, like, it's ignorance. Like, somebody that says, yeah, a, um, alcoholism, drugism is, isn't a disease. He doesn't. That's where he's coming from. And, right. And, or, or if I say if, I, and I've lashed out and I've been angry and, and I've done these things drunk, okay? And these things I've done drunk, I used to blame on alcohol. I'd be like, and I'd get away with murder because, oh, nice Frankie did this drunk. But the fact was, as I was sober and hurt, I took the booze, and the booze let me do it. I was already in the place. Hurt people hurt people, and that's what it. And that for me, that it resonates with me. It, it didn't. If you, no, some people sense. it doesn't. I'm, I'm it, saying and, if, if you're happy and healthy in your own mind, and then you're in a good place, you're not going to go out of your way to hurt somebody. Yeah. It's, so, it's, so I was taught. I, I get taught how to take care of myself at this moment, and it doesn't make like some people have patted me on the back and say like. Oh my God! You and and I, don't get me wrong. I'll eat it up. Every yeah, once yeah, in yeah. A while. Why wouldn't you? Just feel like you know. But, but I, I don't mean to cut you off. No, but like, no, no. But on, on like Facebook, for example, uh, just going back to what I said before, I I notice a lot of people that chime in and say, "Frank, like way to go!" Like you know, it, I, but in my heart of hearts, I'm believing they're being sincere. Like they're saying, yeah. like, "Frank, nine years old, but that's fantastic." Like it must have been such a, a battle. You put out a lot of positivity right now. Like, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to stop talking about this, but let's go full circle. Like, where are you today? I mean, you're nine years sober, and, and you look like you're in great shape. I've seen you with a shirt off. I mean, you're wow. all ripped. You look No, I mean, you're working. Tell tell everybody kind of uh, what what you're doing now and, and how that is 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 feeding and fueling your, your fire as you, you approach each day today. Well, it's it's good, but uh, life is good now. Life is good. Like, 
like I judge my life on on my you know my mental state. Yeah, it's all it's up and down like any any anyone's is. And uh, but like I blew up my life. I spent years like there's a lot of people. I'm not like I have no retirement right now. This is yep. so I probably won't get a date after this. <laughs> but I like I don't have a big retirement. So I've technically been working uh, for nine years, and all you guys have been at it for thirty. I've uh, I blew everything. I blew everything up. Yep. I didn't have a dime. I was in a lot of debt when I got sober. I uh, I've cleared up that debt, and then, what, but but so I, what, everything opened up for me when I accepted help. Got it. So I come out of jail, and I, I, when I got out of jail, I'd never felt more okay in my life. But one of the things was this guy said to me like. In jail, like, he goes, you're right where you're supposed to be. And and there had been men who said that to me a thousand times. So I was in a jail cell about two weeks over, and I felt I was right where we were, meaning, like, there's no more fight. I don't have to, I should be here. I I could be here. I could, there was nothing. There was no fight in me. It was the best day of my life. Can I tell you, Eric Prenegas said the same thing. He he said Eric? that. Yeah, Eric? Oh, said yeah. that Eric said Eric talked to me a couple of weeks ago and he told me like police like saved his life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and they were in the right place at the right time for what he was dealing with. And it almost sounds like a similar story for you, Frank. You know what I mean? That, that It's almost like the gig is up. I'm caught. I'm, there's no fight. In yeah. Me. No fight in me. And, I, and that was, but so I get out of jail and you know, I don't have, I didn't, I didn't drive. I just started to drive like three years ago. Okay. Also like, um, well, you can go as, you, as you, I luck as I deservedly so. I drank and drove you, three times and got caught. You can go it's like robbing a house three yeah, times, yeah, yeah, the same can, house. You can now take a date somewhere, yeah, Frank. I yeah, mean, I don't yeah. know what you got for wheels. You know, it might be a, a beat up uh, yeah, used car, but still working on that retirement. Yeah. So, I'm, uh, uh, so, but the, so I go with that car, like, but I, but what I did though, I got out of jail and I and then I accepted, embraced help, and there's this guy, um, this guy Atla Rose, and he hired me at the Wuben Y. And uh, just, you know, he had hired me before. Sure. And I had lost that job, drinking on the job. And uh, it's, oh, my God, I have so many, like, it's funny, drunk. When looking back, some of the shit that I did was funny. Because it, it was public, too. Right, it wasn't right. like, you I was on a fitness floor, hammered. Oh, God. Trying to give people advice. Hey, yeah, do this. It's fucking, what the is, fuck? is it, And I is, can't believe they sent me home. Is this pre-barstool sports? I mean, is yeah. this, you know, uh, nobody caught you in the act doing something? No, yeah. R- r- ridiculous? No. But I, I accepted help, and people, you know, people around me, like, I just accepted, would lead me to where I, my next step, and uh, as, as it started, I started coaching. I was, my, this kid, that guy, Atla Rose, got me coaching kids, and then I had uh, done some training in the late 90s, and uh, there was this other kid, Jim Squires, he was a trainer at the Y, and he's like, dude, you know this stuff yep. cold, he goes, your your ability with people is, is really good. Let's do, let's, how about bring you back? And that's what he did. And I accepted help from other people and they just guided me there. But you, Frank, I mean, again, we were really close in high school. I mean, we would drive around and make a game, you know, we'd make a game out of anything, making fun of something or who could be the first yeah. one to learn the, all the lyrics to We Didn't Start the oh, Fire. Oh, every yeah. time, every time I think of you, every time I hear that song, I cut everybody out of my life. That's how I, yeah. what I did. That's what's, which is part of the, which is brutal because it's, I still, you know, well, I, let me just say this. I hope I hope part of this brings people even you know closer to you, like back into your life. Yeah, you know what I mean? oh, like I'd I, love I, it. I'd love it. I um, I've I've said this before, and I'll probably say it a thousand more times during the course of the podcast. But when when Chris O'Neill died, I was blown away 
by the number of people who came to the wake. And I, I'm not saying not for Chris, but for me, like they knew what good friends we were. The people walk through that door and were like, Tim, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm here for you. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I mean, Frank, I was a fucking mess. I mean, Carl and I were there all day and, you know, to, to be around his children uh, and, and his wife and then Martha, his mother, and Jonathan, his brother, and then, uh, you know, this is a kid that basically was like my, you know, my my second brother or whatever, you know, my fifth brother, and uh, I was just, o- like, honestly overwhelmed by, you know, the John Mars coming through the door, yeah, and, the, awesome? and the Laura Ferguson's coming through the door, and the Rena Fernandez is coming through the door, and Lisa, and Heather Koenig, and Nicole Despina, and Amy Howard, and just... And believe me, they were there for Chris, Christian McCready's. I mean, like, just, I was like, what the, this is nuts. I'm like, this is nuts. And I was blown away by the support of just like, hey, you know, we're not here for FaceTime. You know what I mean? We're not here to look around and be like, hey, everyone, look, I'm here. Like, it was like, hey, let's go into into a quiet corner and, uh, you know, can I, can I help hold you up? You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, you can. Cause I'm, uh, you know, I'm struggling yeah. here. So, you know, again, I, 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 you know, I tip my cap to you. It takes a lot of courage. I know you're probably like, Hey, it, it doesn't take any courage. I've already been, you know, d- in a dark place, but I say kudos to you for opening yourself up to. But to talking about it and then, you know. Like you just said it, like somebody would say, and I have talked to parents of people that are drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. Like as adults, like we just don't accept help. And uh, yeah, and it's not even like I was willing to accept help. And in one moment I became willing and it changed everything. And uh, and it's just, uh, that's what, it, like I was willing and that just changed everything. So that, like a lot of times people, I, I like I said, I, it was a long road, but it was in that moment that uh, I started to accept help, and the help is there. And for me, it was sure. And for me, and uh, and like you said, you you allowed people to pick you up in your time. I, I did. That wasn't something I would do. I'd be like at the or you. I don't know how you your life was. Go, I would. I got this, and I was fine. And if somebody said that's what I was doing, I didn't know it because I always did it. Yeah, I I. I... I can totally relate to what you're saying. Again, I have a 13-year-old son, and I tell him all the time, like, you never, ever, ever, ever have to worry about me. Like, my job as your father is to watch out for you, to protect you. No, but part of his job is to care and love about you. That, you got to let him do that. That kid— But I'm not a father. No, right? yeah. that kid, Frank, I've been standing in a church at a funeral, and he's been, like, rubbing the small on my back, like, looking up at me like, Dad, you okay? I mean, he's giving me strength. That kid's a rock, and I'm bawling. And he's like, you okay, dad? And I mean, I can, you know, there's, it's, it hasn't been one time. It's been numerous times in my life where my son is like looking at me and I'm just like, holy shit. Like, where are you coming from? You know what I mean? Like yeah, how, yeah. how, how are the roles not reversed? Why aren't you a puddle? And I'm going, it's okay to cry. He's rubbing my back saying, Dad, it's okay, man, uh, you know, we're going to get through this. And I'm just like, holy shit, like, I'm blessed. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I, I, my priorities are my family. My favorite job in the world is being a father, you know. Yeah. Second is probably being a baseball coach. Like, yeah. has nothing to do with collecting a paycheck, Frank, honestly. My priorities, you know, and again, 
I had a business that failed. It was a phenomenal business. It was a business that I loved. It was a business that was solid. And not to throw excuses out, but when the market crashed in 08, 09, my, wow. inve- my investors that were going to put another quarter of a million dollars in my, in my coffers tucked tail and ran. What and they, kind of business was it? We were in, I was in a snack food business. I, oh, was, really? ma- I, was, making, I was manufacturing popcorn. With a buddy Holy of mine. Shit. Yeah, TT Bud's Popcorn. It, yeah. And it was great. Like from 06 to 08, we doubled our sales year over year. I got the product in the market basket, stop and shop. I started uh, distributing it to like Weiss Markets in Pennsylvania. Like the product was growing. Wow. And the demand was there. You know, I was out and doing uh, demonstrations in supermarkets every Super Bowl Sunday, you know what I mean? Or I was at farmer's markets handing out samples to, to moms and kids. Yeah, wow. Um, and it was great. Loved it. Never worked harder than I did those five years and don't have a fucking a, a, a penny to show for it. I put, old, I put all money for that now, right? And, right. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone thinks, oh, you own your own business. Like, this is the life. I go, yeah, right. I, I, don't, I don't come home with a paycheck. All it's done is create stress in my life. I've and, been around and, a lot of people that own businesses. I would never, I want to be a worker my yeah, whole life. Well, like I said. I, I want to be a worker, go home, be able to go home. Yeah. It, there's something to be said for a steady paycheck, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just uh, n- not the worry of what if, you know, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. Um I, I like to sort of control my own destiny if I can, but within reason, I guess, because it's it's just it's it's tough, man. It's a grind. So I tip my cap to anybody. You know, again, I'm an entrepreneur by heart. Yeah, I, I'm willing to roll the dice and try things, and it's made me a better person. Honestly, yeah. the, the scars that I have from from different stupid things that I've done in my lifetime, I wouldn't, I can't change them. They are who they're a part of me. You know what I mean? They're like a ring. They're like the rings on a tree or something. You know, when you look at my, the circles under my eyes or whatever, I'm like, yeah, I've earned them. You know, nobody handed me anything either. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, that's why I try and instill in my son is like, you want something, you work for it. And yeah. Yeah. And you love them. You like, no doubt, you know, and, uh, like I, 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 uh, I don't know. Like I, I, I couldn't imagine being a parent, and that's you probably do a lot of make a lot of mistakes. But probably the biggest thing is you just kind of hopefully instead of sitting in in your mistake, you just learn from it and right. kind of move on. Yeah, and he, it's he's uh, he's the best, honestly. Like it's it's the greatest. Um, there'll be more worry as he gets a little older, and there's just there's so much more for these kids to deal with today than. And when we were growing up, you I know. was this guy. There was this guy I used to talk to, I, um, and he, he was very experienced. I, when I was at the Y, I'd coach kids, and, and they'd be like a five year old. And, uh, and I don't, five year old. Yeah. And uh, so we'd be done. We'd coach for like eight, 10 weeks, and parents would come up to me, your our generation of people right. raising kids. Right. And uh, they'd be like, not Jonathan O'Neill. He didn't care. It was, he was awesome. He was yep. easy to coach his kids. Yeah. It's like, uh, but they'd come up to me like, so what does he need to work on? Huh? I'd be like, dude, he has to live, <laughs> live, you know, grow up. Work on picking like, his nose. Like and being yeah, a kid yeah, today. Work on, right, I know. But being a kid today is like, uh, but this kid, this guy, Bill Bigelow, used to go, come around. He just passed away. I hadn't been, I wasn't close to him, but he he was, uh, um, played for the Celtics. He was uh, in the 78, 79. Uh, he was around, he's from Winchester. In, uh, but he talked about let the kids play. He wrote a book and he used to, he used to, I had a boss, um, and he, he kind of used to kind of tell, give, throw ideas and just, just like kids today were like, 
all over them. Like, right. you know, every kid has a trainer now. Every kid is playing AAU. Every They're playing one sport all year long. Right. And well, people will ask me, I go, I don't know. I yeah. do not know what's right for anyone else but myself. Right. And I, I don't mean to express like uh but it's it but it is. It's it uh, must be crazy to be Bo- a kid today. Bobby Orr did the same thing. Bobby Orr wrote a book about how you should just you should play five sports, not yeah. one sport. You know, it's he he talked about it and he's one of the greatest hockey players of all time and he's like, No, it's you need to break up the seasons and you you know, otherwise it becomes like a job. You know what I mean? Again at twelve, thirteen like we the used to, in, in high school, it, it did everything. To, no, we used to go down to, I remember tennis, like a bunch of us. I that, know. You wouldn't even think played tennis, had these tournaments. Played like Marshall a- Thompson, Derek, me, Rob Gray, who passed away. Oh, Rob Gray. Yeah. Mark Culhane was a tennis player, but we had we had this tournament, Fags tournament. Mark, uh, Sam McCluskey. Sammy. Now he's a great tennis player. He wasn't at the time, but we used to, it was hacking away, just, and you had a good time at, and now we sound like we, like all oh, in our day. Yeah, you know, but, but there is something to be said for that. I do it. I we do used it. to swear, throw the rackets, yeah. and I remember, just different sports. I remember you know? doing a ton of stuff. I mean, even yeah. playing badminton in the gym and, yeah. and, you know, different. And now, you know, there was no cornhole back in the day. But anything no. I do, Frank, I'm I'm, oh. com- I'm competitive at. You know what I mean? Badminton like, against my, Bill Barrett, the coach at, um, remember, gym teacher? Yeah. He was great. I know. He was, like, awesome. At, at, in a, Rob Chalmers, again, was tall. Yep. So he well, that used to drive me nuts. That's so funny. Competitive. I wanted to win. And I, I, I'm with you. Yeah. All times. Um, listen, I can't thank you enough for coming in. I, I want to wish you, you know, nothing but the best moving forward. If there's ever anything I can do for you, um, is, is there anything you, anything else you, you left off the, off the plate that you want to get out there? Is there any cause that's really important to you? Um, Anybody you want to give a, a special shout out to? Is there anyone from our class you'd love to hear from? Is there, you know what I mean? Is is there anything you can think of off the top of your head that you want to sort of say as you're, uh, we're wrapping up here? Not really. No, I, I I'd love to see anybody from our class. It'd be great. We had a, un, it's pretty unusual. We had a class that really got along. Yeah. Uh, like really, like this isn't like, I, I in our class I was with a guy who had a class of seven hundred and uh, and I was like I can't imagine that, but right. I'm like. He's like, oh, and he's in his sexy. He's like, yeah, I didn't. I go, we pretty much got along. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So. It was, um, and it's it's only gotten better in, with time. Like like a fine wine. As I yeah. reach out to everybody and have these conversations, I'm like, this is fantastic. It's been a it's been a great experience for me. So, Frank, I can't again. I'd also thank like you. to raise money for this podcast. No, don't worry about, about that. It. No, we gotta. Okay, just throw that in there. Yep, don't worry about that. Um, Again, thanks for coming in. Really appreciate it. Everybody, ponder this. Frank Powers.